0: Welcome to the Modern CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping accounting firms achieve success. If you're an accounting firm owner who wants to learn how to grow your firm by providing virtual CFO services, then this podcast is for you. All right, welcome to today's podcast episode. We're talking about empowering spending with simple controls today. Um, I'm joined by Jake Grimm, who is technology director um, with me at Anders CPA. Um, I'm Tom Waddleton. I'm one of the virtual CPAs, virtual CFOs at Summit CPA Group, also part of Anders CPA. And then also Zach Hines is our guest today. And Zach is the director of channel sales at Divi, and he's been there for three years. Um, So welcome, guys. Looking forward to today's conversation. Thanks, Tom. Zach, as we talk about empowering spending controls, can you talk about just some of the problems that small businesses face as they want to empower people to spend, but they also want something that's efficient and they want controls kind of what do people deal with? And they're trying to to solve this problem.
1: Yeah, that's a great, great question. And and I feel like it's changed a lot since I've been here at Divi. I mean, in three short years, we've gone through a pandemic and and how much that's changed the world and, and the change the way that small businesses work and function. Right. And so What we used to see and while I was doing like implementations and and doing some of my engineering work here to where I'm now where I'm working more on like the sales and the front end side, like needs have changed a lot, Mm -hmm. specifically the need around controls, because for a while supply chain was just gone. Right. And Mm -hmm. so nobody knew whether they were going to have customers, nobody knew whether or not they could meet face to face. People were changing drastically how they were working within the market and they needed systems and solutions to help them in this new modern environment. Some of those are gonna be better and tighter controls over their spend, the ability to like work with a more virtual workforce, all of those types of things that are just controlling the spend that's coming in and out of their their business is really helped and changed specifically with like this these smaller businesses in the smaller market.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, as I think of that on the and we'll talk more about control side, there's the convenience side that I think many business owners want. And one example I think of when I think of a lack of control that I went and visited a client. So most of our clients we work with remotely, we happen to visit. And so I went to their office and they're a tech firm that's pretty artistic and moving fast was important to them. But their approach to the company credit card was it was sitting in the general manager's desk. And if you need it, you went to her desk and got the card. And she was surprised when she said that, and I had this kind of non-verbal reaction, like, "What? We can do things quick." And I said, "You have no control. People can use it for anything, and you get this really long bill at the end of the month, and you don't recognize charges. And when you do, you can't. You're, you've got 20 people who could have made the charge, and you know. And so then they did implement something better than that, but it was just a, they really went toward efficiency, but they had zero control over that
1: piece. Tom, yeah. you'd be surprised how often we see stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like we we talk with these big name businesses that have been around forever. And they're still using Excel to track their expenses and to manually print out papers and staple a receipt to it so they can go give it to somebody. Like That that is still alive and well with with a lot of businesses. Yeah.
0: And I'll recognize the other side. So you could put in a really strong control, but then you do want efficiency. I mean, I will give them credit that they wanted to be able to move quickly. And if the alternative is you can't buy things, or maybe everyone goes to the owner and says, can you buy something for me? That doesn't work well either. So there is a there's a solution somewhere in there that needs to be
1: done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it it all comes with trade-offs, right? Like, do I want to, to kind of stamp out their artistic control and maybe they're in the groove in the moment they want to be able to just go spend right away Mm -hmm. or do I want to go to where I lock it and they have to come and get permission from me in order to share the card. But then I would imagine on your side, when you're trying to like reconcile at the end of the month and trying to figure out who spent what and why, like, all of that starts to be a headache back to the business owner for a decision that they made early on. And so the headache and the inefficiencies are just showing up somewhere yeah, else. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. When we talk controls, I think, well, let's talk a little about what we mean by controls. Cause you brought up a second one. That's good. That's are things categorized correctly. So as we try to explain to the owner, here's what happened to your money, having things in the right category is really valuable to do that. And so that is a control. The initial piece we talked about is more spend control. Are you spending are in the right business things? Are people taking advantage of your card and things like that? What other kind of controls do you think of? And so kind of, is it being spent and then categorizing correctly or a couple that I think of?
1: Yeah, exactly. When when I think of of the overall of when somebody spends money on behalf of the business, right? There's, there's controls in every part of it. The pre-approval side, do they have the budget to spend what they need to spend? And what they're going to spend on, is that going to be approved? And is it kind of like going towards what they're hoping to accomplish within the mm-hmm. business? So I think that's kind of that pre-approval side. Then you also need the control over the card itself. Like who has access to that card? Who has access to that card number? Um, if you're sharing a card and, and somebody's like, oh, I am sick of going to the desk drawer every time. I'm just going to write down the card mm-hmm. number information here on this sticky note. Yeah. Or. Maybe I'm going to just put that here and in a Google or a Word doc. So I've got it to where I can easily copy and paste it whenever I need to. So like actual physical control over the card. Mm -hmm. And then the control is after the fact. And that's going to be kind of where you're kind of used to asking for forgiveness rather than permission. Like that's where this kind of falls in and and where it's been historically with, with a lot of businesses is after the fact, you're going to go and find out, did they stay within budget? was it categorized correctly? Did that actually give us the ROI that we want? And so then there's going to be controls for future spend that comes after once you've kind of already looked at what has been spent and why. Yeah.
0: That's a really good point. I was thinking if you don't have a budget, then you have probably got an inefficient process of people asking for permission. But as a business owner, you can imagine maybe five people coming up during the day saying, Hey, can I spend X amount of dollars? And if you're the business owner now, you're trying to keep track in your head, I assume, assume on, okay, what does this add up to and can I afford it? That's a very different piece than saying you've got a certain amount of budget to spend you need to manage within that budget. And I've thought about that maybe a month in advance or a year in advance or something like that.
1: Well, and I'm sure you've seen this too, Tom, with like a lot of the businesses and stuff that you work with. When they're small and they're getting started, like those are probably the controls that you want in place. You mm-hmm. want to have a say in, in all of the money that's going to get spent because that's kind of your money. That's your investment that's going into it. Yeah. But as you start to grow and scale, you want them to kind of take a step back and kind of do more of like that long-term vision, that long-term thinking. And as they start bringing in more people to kind of help run the business... You also need a way to be able to decentralize some of that and, and empower your team and empower your, your employees to make the right decisions because they're bought into your vision and they're bought into where you're going as a company. Yeah.
0: And Jake, you played the role of CFO before. One yeah. of the challenges I've had, and I'm curious how you may have addressed this if you didn't have a Divi-like solution is as the companies get bigger, you come up with a budget or, or sorry, you come up with your plan for the year. And so I've got this whole income statement, everyone's happy. And then they start saying, okay, can you give my department leads these budgets to manage too? Can you talk a little bit, to me, that's been a bit of a challenge to kind of help people understand how, how would they break that apart and monitor it and things like that?
2: Yeah, without a a modern solution, you know, the way that I've tackled that in the past, um, uh, exactly what Zach Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier is like Excel sheets and Google sheets that became very much after the fact of, you know, here's your budget for the marketing department. Um, You know, we'll load it in after the fact, you know, once we have everything reconciled with actual spend um, and, you know, have, you know, have a Excel sheet that kind of gives people the ability to plan out some future spends. But it's always it's always out of date. And when you as you said, you get larger and larger companies, um, you know, that that can become a very big issue very quickly if you don't have, you know, a software solution that can real-time kind of manage against those against those budgets um so you know that's that's how in the past i i had tackled that and you know going forward it's it's using you know divi to kind of help set up those budgets and have those parameters assigned to who's responsible for those budgets and you kind of know the business owners know going into the year that it's not gonna it's not gonna get overspent unless uh you know they go in yeah and we've described
0: process it's kind of hard when the year set out but of course the year doesn't go as you had planned so if partway through the year they're not doing as well and they want to reduce spending in a certain area that whole process sort of repeats where you go and change everyone's budget and go through and if if it's inefficient from the beginning then it just makes it that much harder to try to do that to keep all those pieces kind of to churning and stay connected
2: one thing i was kind of writing a note on when you guys were talking about controls earlier um you know from my role of uh director of technology now i'm always kind of thinking Mm -hmm. about the security side of things and you know zach brought up the good point of like you know where is the control of Mm -hmm. the actual card number and you know i think not only do you have to worry about that with your internal employees in in today's day and age you have to also worry about who you're you know the vendors that you're giving the card information to and are are their security parameters going to actually secure that well and, and you know, not, uh, you know, not abuse that and and not, you know, have a data breach and that sort of thing. So, you know, once again, um, you know, having something, um, you know, like Divi, where you can spin up virtual cards and apply those um, to each individual software vendor. I know Zach can talk a little bit more about that, but that's another huge control area that in today's day and age, um, that's really important to have, um, you know, control over who has the cards and And you know what's gonna happen. That's a great point. Especially
0: the example of this company that was using one main card. They they probably had another card, but if you really were relying on one card and it gets shut down, you're in trouble. But also if someone's spending when they shouldn't be, that's that's your problem too. Mm -hmm. So Zach, it feels like we're teasing our way around. You're from Divi. (laughs) If you had something like Divi, do you want to tell us for people who don't know about Divi, you wanna give us an overview of kind of what the solution
1: provides and then we can talk through how it can meet some of these needs. Absolutely. Now uh, Tommy, okay if I like share my screen? Sure. Is that okay yep, with you? Yeah, that would be great. So, um, let's share this here. And can you see this? Okay.
0: Yep. It just popped up. We can see your whole um, screen in your browser.
1: Awesome. Yep. It, can you still see this? All right.
0: announced uh, the presentation. Yeah. Now
1: it's the PowerPoint. Cool. So. Let me kind of walk through a little overview of, of Divi and kind of specifically around some of the controls that we have in place. Um, when when I think about Divi, this is where I kind of like to start. I, I start because we are a tech company. We're a software company first. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that we had to tie a card into it. And so this is when you think of Divi, it's, it's all three of these things. It's the web application. It's the mobile application. It's the Divi Smart credit card as well. Now, what's nice about this is it's one integrated solution. You don't have to go find a card solution and then buy a software to lay over the top of it. And then vice versa, you don't need to find a software that you really like and then have to go find a card that might work into it. And so by having all of this into one solution just is going to help to minimize the amount of of times, but also it's going to increase the amount of controls that you have and the ability you've got to just do stuff on your own without having to rely on, on calling into a bank or something like that. And so when I think about Divi as a whole, this is, this is what, what the software is now kind of diving into a little bit about what the software can do is it's all about trying to reduce inefficiencies, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we think about these financial stacks and, and Jake, I know you and I have talked about this a lot right? Is, is those typical systems, they're, they're very good at wasting time and energy. And then also just kind of pushing out when you can actually close the month. Um, Jake, I don't know if, if, have you, from like the different technologies and things that you've worked with, have you seen that this has been an issue, like with a lot of the businesses you guys initially start working with and, and how have you kind of seen that change?
2: Just being able to like tie up getting things closed out is that that's specifically that yeah I mean that that it can be one of the hardest and most frustrating things for us on the accounting side working with companies is just the simple item of understanding what an expense Mm -hmm. was for, you know, where it needs to get categorized in the books, what budget is that hitting, you know, all those things and. Not having the visibility into obviously the the actual expenses as we work remotely with all of our clients, you know we're not there in the office where we can kind of go talk to people. That that can be one of the most frustrating items um, that we experience is like waiting to understand what what an expense was for. And using a solution, uh, you know, using Divi as a solution, uh, you know, having that uh, software combined with the card, it makes it as easy as possible for you know, the actual card holders, the actual spenders to get notified immediately when they swipe their card when they have a transaction that they need to go categorize it, you know, make sure it's hitting the right bucket. And at that point it can sync, you know, right into our accounting platform. And so what well, can go from two, three week delays after a month is done for us to like get things closed out, get the books finalized, can be done, you know, from a from the credit card standpoint, that can be done, you know, two yeah. days, one day after the month is over. Because, you know, p- people are getting in the habit of real-time categorization of their expenses. And, um, you know, that's not something that we're having to... to and as you mentioned, outdoors. the real-time,
0: I mean, Jake, when you and I had lunch, um, what we, I think it was on the way to St. Louis, it, it, at the lunch table, you were categorizing it. So it's kind of nice to walk away and say it's, it's done within the 30
2: seconds it took. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse anymore right. when you have the software combined with the card. Um, you know, that's, you know, other solutions sometimes where, you know, you have the example of you found a software, but then you like stack on a card into it. Sometimes there's like a two, three day delay from when the transactions actually sink into the software. And then it's like, oh, I misplaced right. the receipt. I'll put that in there later, or you know, all those sort of things. And it's by having it real time, like it is, it is truly immediate. You know, as soon as that card is swiped, you're getting a notification on your phone to make sure that that gets categorized. And it just, uh, people get in the habit so much faster of getting that handled. And it, it becomes uh, so much more seamless for us on the accounting side to, to not have to even worry about that side of- Yeah, um, the, know, my
0: worst client anymore. I was just reviewing today, it's delaying our financial statements, but they're finishing some things from July still where they're chasing people down. And so we've been pushing them, I mean, they're like, well, you can produce them and we can. The yeah. problem is if it's a really big expense, their results are going to change. And that's frustrating. And I just have to believe that that two or three day delay that you mentioned could have been fixed. If you're like, when you're buying it, do it there. And then I don't have to keep chasing you down to go figure out. Cause now, now I can imagine people looking back at August I probably don't remember exactly what they were doing. Cause they try to tag it to the specific job and category and they get very specific with
1: it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like empowering that employee at the time of purchase when it's top of mind, right? Like you're going to increase your accuracy. You're going to increase your actual completion rates when they can do it then. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys were talking about going to lunch in St. Louis, like it just made me think like I used to have this one specific pocket in my backpack that I would use to store all of my receipts anytime I travel. Sure. And the amount of times that I have lost receipts out of that one special pocket, and then I go to like reconcile my credit card statement and I'm like, oh, well, this was a business expense, but I have no idea where that receipt is. So either as an employee, I have to eat it or I have to give my my finance and accounting team a heart attack, hoping that that transaction doesn't get audited because I just had to sign a paper saying that this was a business expense, but I don't have the receipt for yeah. it. right?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So then you're going to say you would take a picture of it, right? If, if you had it integrated with yeah. your app, you take a picture and then you don't need to keep the piece of paper okay. any longer. Yeah, Exactly. Are you interested in offering virtual CFO services at your firm or scaling your existing service offerings? The Virtual CFO Playbook, how to land $60,000 a year clients and provide a killer client experience is an online series of modules that will equip you with essential tools for creating and delivering scalable VCFO services. These approaches have helped Summit CPA grow from $500,000 to upwards of $5 million in revenue over the past decade. If you're ready to grow your firm, visit summitcpa.net slash VCFO playbook to enroll now.
1: Now, the only other thing I wanted to mention about Divi, because I feel like you guys hit on the control side. You hit on the real-time side really well. The other like big pillar of benefit I feel with Divi is that this is a no-cost solution to, to your clients or to anybody, really. Because we make our revenue the same way someone like Visa or American Express does. And the fact that when you actually use the Divi card and you swipe that card, we get a portion of that credit card fee that comes back to us. And so it's a way that you can give these controls, you can give this efficiency to your team Without having to add additional burden onto you, which is which is fantastic for these these newer businesses and these smaller businesses of being able to have access to these great tools without having to pay an arm and a leg for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And so when you're saying no cost to you, that would be you get a you can get a physical card, right? People have I have a physical card, and then you have access to the website. And I think we'll talk about virtual cards, yep. but they have an account where they can create the virtual cards.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And and that's where I kind of wanted to jump in here next was kind of like highlighting these two different ways of that you can spend, right? So you've got your Dibby smart card, and then we've also got these things that are called virtual cards. And we've actually partnered, we're the the preferred partner with CPA.com um, for expense management. And we've been doing some some webinar series with them specifically around virtual cards. Mm-hmm. Because they're relatively new to the market and just kind of some of the best practices that we've started to see around virtual cards. And I kind of wanted to highlight a little bit of those with you guys today, if that if that's all yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be cool. So one of the biggest things that we've seen, in, and Tom, I'm sure this, your, your client that you went and visited, I'm sure this is exactly how they were set up here on the left. Yep. They had one card. Anytime they needed a subscription, anytime they needed to buy something from a specific vendor, they would go get that card and they would go and use that card. Mm -hmm. Now, what we've seen a lot with, with that system is that there's overcharges. So sometimes they double charge you for something and both of those charges go through. But because that card has such a high limit on it, it has no problem processing and clearing. And then it's up to you to go fight to get that back. Um, we've seen where vendors kind of do this thing called vendor creep, where they just add a small portion to your recurring subscription and Mm -hmm. you don't really have visibility into it because it's still, again, it's going to that one card with a high limit and it goes through no problem. Then we also have that issue of maybe there was that data breach, something like that, that Jake talked about earlier, either from like an employee side or from a vendor side, you now have to cancel that card, get a new card. And you're going to have to reissue every single subscription that's on that card. So with a solution like Divi, what we do is we offer you the ability to build as many virtual cards as you'd like within your platform. And so our best practice is to build that one-to-one relationship with your individual vendors. So in this case, we've got HubSpot, Facebook, AWS, Google showing here. If for whatever reason we were advertising through Facebook and Google, and we decided we wanted to stop one of them, then I can go and I can cancel that card. I can set that limit to zero. I can do whatever I need to with that card. And it's not going to affect the relationship with any of my other vendors. I, I remember when I was doing some implementation, um, we had got a list of the recurring subscriptions from, from one of their clients. And they had been spending about like $6 a month using MailChimp. And we went and built that card and we were trying to decide who we needed to assign it to so they could go renew that subscription. And one of the owners of the business was like, we haven't used that service in like four years. And they had no idea because it was just a very small amount that was going on the card that was getting reconciled each and every month, that small, tiny amount. And so... Just bringing that control, that visibility into these types of recurring transactions just really helps everybody across all parts of the business. Yeah,
0: I was going to make that point, Zach, that it's so easy when subscriptions are sitting on cards that no one ever reviews that. And so just if you had an individual card that you're saying, okay, I need to put a budget on there, at least as you go say, are we still using that? Because sometimes you're not, I just said, wow, well, because 6000 a month, you just add that up over years. But even if it's a couple hundred dollars a month that that's going on and saying, you know, are, is this company losing five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 a year across multiple subscriptions? And they would like not to to be spending that.
1: Yeah. And then the other, the, the two big features that I, I also like bringing up about these, right. Is, is the ability to do one-time use cards mm-hmm. um, where we've seen specifically, like when we think about supply chain, right. Like that's been crazy. Yep. And sometimes you're buying stuff from vendors that you normally haven't purchased stuff from. Um, maybe it's new, but they just, they show availability and you needed it right then and right. there. And so you have the ability to make a virtual card, let it um, be a single use card that you're going to use only for the time that you're going to make this one single purchase. And then it's going to auto delete itself. And so you purchase something from this unknown vendor and you don't have to worry about them compromising your card or trying to charge your card again. All of those types of things are you're able to do with these kind of single one-time use cards.
0: Yeah. I've used that for the one client that you and I worked on, Zach. And it was their admin has her own card and she doesn't have a very high balance. Well, they did a company retreat and the deposit she put down was like $50,000. And she was trying to figure out how to pay it. And the one-time use card was really nice because the alternative was probably get the owner's card. And now you've got him giving out his number, which he didn't want to do. Or maybe call a credit card company, which can take a long time. And this was probably like a five minute thing. And it was so nice because in this case, she thought this was something really hard. Like, hey, how can we do this? And it was nice to shoot her back a quick slack and say, I just created a virtual card under your name. Just give them this number. And it was sure. a really nice, easy. And then you're not worried that now she doesn't have a $50,000 limit to spend on other things. That card's done and she's finished with yep. it.
1: Yep, Absolutely. So you're giving that control. You're, you're kind of empowering them to do their job, but you've also got the reassurance on your end that they, they no longer have that recurring limit. That's not an exposure for the business. That's going to last more than just that one-time
0: purchase. Can we talk a little bit about budgets? So the flexibility control budgets, because the example we gave, which is probably not that real of a one is, Hey, at the beginning of the year, I decide on budgets. Jake plans a budget and turns around to me and says, okay, you're in marketing you get $15,000. Well, that's probably not the amount that I have all year to spend. I'm just curious kind of how that works. And also when, the, when we decide that number changes, how that actually happens and how quickly that can be done.
1: Yeah. So let me kind of talk about budgets in two ways. First. Um, so Divi, about a year and a half ago, we were actually acquired by a company called bill.com. They've since gone through and, and re gone through a name change and now we're just called bill, um, which is, Pretty interesting because there's a lot of people named Bill that we work with. And so they feel like we're just kind of talking directly to them. But, but between them um, and, and some of the acquisitions they've made, right, they now have the ability to bring your AP, your AR, and your expenses all into one platform. And so we're really excited because we're in kind of like the final stages of being able to release what that looks mm-hmm. like. But being able to see the full financial picture of a company from one dashboard is, is something we're all really excited about. And so when we think about budgets, that's going to include your credit card expenses. That's going to include your reimbursements. That's also going to include your invoices. Mm. And having one place to be able to see all of that, like you'll literally be able to take your annual budget that you just made, put that into a system, and they will be able to track that from all of their their expenses that come out of that. So yeah. that's something that we're really excited yeah, about. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that.
0: So then that obviously include your AP invoices. So where you may feel mm-hmm. like, and we'll learn a little bit more about budgets, but these cards I've got great control over, but I pay my rent via ACH. And you're saying that yep. same control is over that kind of a spend area.
1: Yep, exactly. So all the, the admin and efficiency work that were, that you got from Bill and that you got from Divi, we're going to be able to combine those into one place interesting now divvy as it is right now we also have a function called budgets where we can allocate specific amounts of like credit or spending power to individuals or to departments And so what's nice about this and, and I know Jake and I have been talking about this a lot right because they're one of the things that we talked about were like employee incentives and some of these employee incentives like technology of like purchasing equipment for working for home, mm-hmm or these health benefits because you're no longer in the office you want to give employees these these types of benefits to go through and and just be it's just a nice part of working for that company right kind of some of these fringe benefits you have the ability to give them access to what they need for that individual section but that's also separate than any normal spend that they're going to do is for the business Mm -hmm. so like if you've got somebody in your marketing team that's running ads you still want to give them those same incentives that they can put on that company card, but then they also need a way that they can kind of segment or section off that spend for their marketing spend or their, their advertising Mm -hmm. that they're doing. So having a way to to segment that all within one platform is how Divi does this through what we call budgets and with budgets, they're really nice because you're able to kind of like, if you think about like the the good old envelope accounting, what you teach your kids and everything first is like, Here's your allowance. Now, how are you going to split this up into your envelope so you have enough money to spend where you need it? And that's really kind of like the mentality behind the budgets mm-hmm. within Divi. So, if we think about people that spend similarly, or we think about departments, we may want to have a sales budget. And we go and we set aside some money that we say, this is going to be for our sales team, this is our marketing team, this is our finance and accounting team. And we can segment these out into individual budgets. And then as a finance team, you can say, okay, sales team, you have $15,000 this month to be able to go and spend. And you know, within a system like Divi, that's going to be their limit. They can't go over that. The system won't allow them. But then you also can take a step back and say, I don't have to manage the day-to-day transactions or say employee A needs $1,000 of that 15, but employee B only needs 700. Like mm-hmm. let the managers and the department heads that are really in that day-to-day, let them be the stewards over that, those types of yep. funds. We see it a lot in like the the ministry or nonprofit space. They want their department heads or their program managers to run their programs and just have a system where they know they're going to have to stay within budget. And so that's, that's kind of the power that Divi is able to provide within these types of budgets.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I can see the virtual nature of one of the things you mentioned. So most people would probably balk at saying, well, you're going to have four different physical cards you're going to carry around, right? And here's your personal one, but make sure you use this one for a different kind of thing. And this one, you're saying you don't have to manage it that way.
1: No, you can manage that all through the software with one card.
0: Yeah. And then the idea of giving a leader in the organization to say, you know, in my example, I got 15,000. I can give that to four employees and, div- and portion that out the way that it needs to be done.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so all of that power comes to you as, as like the manager. And so you're, you're going to be the responsible for your budget. You're going to be responsible for how you allocate that out. And, and then you can give it to your employees in real time without having to go back to the finance team and say, actually employee, A, I thought I needed a thousand dollars for him. I actually needed Mm $2,000. You can just do that through the app. You don't have to go back and get, get that allocated from somebody else.
0: The one example that we had, because you mentioned working from home, the client that you and I worked on, they decided for people working from home, they wanted to give them $200 a month for whatever home office needs. Our, our company does the same thing. One, one thing I love about that solution, and we had told the owners early on, this way you get out of people coming and saying, is it okay if I buy an office chair or a monitor or something like that? There's guidelines that they use on business purposes, but in general, you don't care. You get your 200 and I'd use the example before. If I think like a $2,000 camera... For my zoom meetings is important the owners of companies like you get your 200 a month i mean if that's what you choose to spend it on okay other people are spending on different ways the thing that we really liked about divvy is it was really easy to at the beginning of the month add 200 to everyone's cards and they made some decisions like one person needed a new computer so they gave them like an upfront so they went on an exceptional list that was really easy to say okay i can skip them or their amounts a different amount and it was really nice and the employees liked that and they, I, I didn't like them using this term, but they had employees leave that would say their favorite perk about the company was sort of the Divvy card with that $200 a month. I was usually sort of the accountant, like it's not a perk, it's a business expensive thing, but it just, they have this flexibility. <laughs> they look at, I've got, you know, they're tech yeah. people. I've got $1,500. I can buy something that I think is cool from a tech standpoint to help with my job. But my point was just the ease yeah. of being able to do that 200 was really nice to do.
1: And and you think about the effort put in from the company standpoint, right? Like the company wants to have them have the right tools to do their job. Yeah. But then you think about it from the employee standpoint of how much like, hey, the company's trusting me to make the right decision with this funds to help me to adequately do my job. And so like you feel a lot more empowered as an employee when you get that too. Yeah. And you're not having to go just I need to go talk to the CFO every time I wanted to purchase a new batteries for my keyboard right. type thing, exactly. right? Like you kind of got away from that because the company trusted them and, and historically they might not have gotten a card, right? Sure. And so now with the system like Divi, we can give a card to anyone because you get to set the limit on it. You could set it to $0 and essentially have it be a piece of plastic, right? And And so until you actually fund the card, they can't go and purchase anything, and there's not that additional exposure to the company. Yeah.
0: yeah. And the nice thing for the company deciding this, I've heard, I can't remember whose credit with this, mm-hmm. uh, make one decision instead of hundreds. They made the one decision if you get this much per month, and they don't have everyone, some request process for people asking for all the individual things they want to purchase, and someone trying to be that gatekeeper. Um, so having a solution where that can be done easily is really valuable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So what about the remote? We You talked about during the pandemic. So I'm curious, kind of what have we seen changing as now we have more people working from home, at least some of the time, and also more people working remotely all of the time. How have you seen sort of this, this challenge become bigger or the solutions or what's different because that's been happening the last couple of years?
1: Yeah. So I would say kind of twofold. One, I mean, we kind of hit on it with these fringe benefits, right? But we used to love getting together as teams and doing like team activities Mm -hmm. or team meals specifically. Right. And so in a remote workforce, it's a lot more difficult to do those types of things. And so a solution like Divi, where you can just say, Hey, I'm going to give everybody on my team 20 bucks to go and DoorDash some food or go buy your own food. And then we're going to get onto a video call and we're going to just eat together and and hang out as though we were in the office. Mm. And so then, you're very quickly and easily able to like adjust people's limits on their cards to be able to do that type of stuff. So that's one of the sides of it. Now, the second side is, and and we kind of hit on this. I saw this a lot with new employees when they needed to get equipment Mm -hmm. because you used to walk down to your IT department and they would set you up with a computer. They would give you all of the stuff that you would need on day one. When you walked into the building, like they would set you up with a workspace. That's not really the case anymore. And so now day one that an employee starts, we can make one of those virtual cards for them in no time, give them access to that card so they can go start purchasing the stuff that they need to adequately do their job. You're not having to wait till they registered and then fill out a new credit application and then submit for a card within the bank and have it processed within a week. Like you're you're not waiting two weeks for somebody to start their job. And so you can, with the use of those virtual cards, you can get them access to funds immediately so they can start doing their job from day one. That's
0: cool. I know I know the frustration of people when you start a job, if you don't have the technology or don't feel like you're set up correctly, that can feel like a really big lift and you're trying to come and make a good impression. And it's also risky if you send yeah. a physical card, say you send it a couple of weeks before someone's an employee, because you want to make sure that it gets there where well, there are cases where people never become the employee. Now you've got a card out
1: there with balance on
0: it and maybe a headache in front of you
1: or a two hour call with a bank to try to get that card canceled, yes. or the limit dropped, right? Like all of those just headaches that come with working with, with those types of, of bigger organizations. Sure.
0: Are there, are there caveats or anything we should talk about that people with, so I'm thinking of like international or I believe it's just the Divi card, right? You don't get to bring your own credit card and use that. Are there are there things to say, Hey, there are things that people should be aware of if they're, if they're coming into
1: Look at this. Yeah, absolutely. So so we kind of talked about it originally, right? Like Divi monetizes by using the their credit card. Yep. And so we built our system around that. And and yes, you do have to use the Divi cards. So there's a little bit of a change management process that happens with that. But the benefits that come from it greatly outweigh that that minor inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Having the ability to see it in real time rather than two or three days later, like we talked about, right? Having the ability to um, force the employee and remind the employee to code their transactions in order to, to be able to do that, being able to turn a card on or off. Mm-hmm. And just like, if an employee leaves, being able to freeze the card or like having the ability to say, Hey, company-wide, like we need to be a lot more stringent on our spend and being able to ramp that down within seconds. All of that stuff is only possible if you're using a smart card that's tied within the software. Yeah. If people are using their own cards, you don't really have a way to control that and and then you're going to have upset employees if they're they're thinking that they bought something that was within policy but then you changed and and they're having to try to work through a reimbursement, right? Like we just want to try to alleviate a lot of that concern. Yeah. Now there are some things that mm-hmm. are just going to happen, like either mistakes or mileage or you had to pay cash for something like you do have those types of expenses. And Divvy does have a reimbursement module that we can add on that falls directly within those budgets as well. Um, I would just say it's it's not designed to be a bring your own card type solution, uh-huh. and so it would get it would get really annoying really fast because it's not built for that. It's more built for those type of one off solutions. Okay.
0: But if you are a if you're an existing Expensify user and Expensify is a good solution, but you switch to Divi, you're saying you don't have to keep both. If you end up with someone saying, okay, you paid cash for something or had car mileage or something like that, you can say you can turn those. And what you're saying is it's a somewhat incidental thing. It is not every single expense goes through this system. But That's nice to have one place and say, you know, yeah, most most of what you had goes on the card. And every once in a while you had something that didn't.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. That makes a lot of sense um, for that.
1: Now there is one other thing, Tom, I I do want to kind of highlight around people that use Divi, right? Like we had, we had mentioned this client that you and I worked with together Mm -hmm. and, and the primary reason why we signed up for Divi was so that they could do like those fringe benefits and have a solution for that, for the employees. And we see a lot of people that come to Divi for a specific use case. Mm -hmm. Maybe you really want to use virtual cards, and you're gonna kind of run it in tandem with other solutions. That is no problem at all for us. If you wanna use a specific department or a specific feature of Divi, and you're gonna use it in tandem with your other solution, great. Mm. The one thing I'll tell you is it's gonna just grow because Divi is so easy. It's so convenient to have it all in one place that if we start there, we're gonna grow into other parts of your business to try to consolidate it into one. Um, Cause that's exactly what we saw with with the client that you and I yep. worked on through implementation, right? is We started with one specific use case, but then because of how easy and convenient it was, how much the employees liked it, we just started bringing more and more of the company spend over until we consolidated 100% of it there. It doesn't have to be a rip and replace, although we're fine doing it that way too. It doesn't have to be that way in order to come in and and start using the solution. I
0: remember earlier on, the owner didn't want to give up his personal, the card that he was using and he had his reasons. And it was nice to not have sort of, hey, it's really a one- one or the other and you're right yeah. then it grew and so you guys were very flexible with that jake were you starting to say something before it's
2: As I, said, I was just curious on you know probably the only other like thing that i hear for um kind of curious for you to weigh in on zach that people bring up when kind of looking at divi part of like what you just mentioned is it doesn't have to be an all or nothing but mm. the rewards uh, piece of it can you kind of just touch on how the rewards works with with divi and how you guys feel like if you've done hundreds of thousands of implementations, you know, how does that compare to some other reward platforms you see out there?
1: Um, We actually hired the same consultant that American Express used to build out their, their platform for points Mm -hmm. and rewards. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be very similar to like the American Express business platinum card is, is the same points that you're going to start to accumulate. And then you can use those points to redeem like for travel or for cash back or gift cards or statement credit. Um, That's actually something that I've seen a lot recently with like a lot of the nonprofits that are using Divi is they love that they can redeem their reward points for gift cards because they use that for employee incentives. So that way they're not Mm -hmm. having to use like their grant funds or what they're doing to try to progress their social mission. Like they don't have to use those funds to incentivize their employees. They can use their credit card reward points. Mm -hmm. And historically, if you've been going through the reimbursement side the employees are are getting all of those rewards for the company, for company spend. They're getting them for themselves personally. And so a lot of the companies like being able to consolidate that in. So the company is getting rewarded for their spend. And then they're able to turn around and use those rewards to progress their company or to progress their vision. They can they can use it for employee incentives. They could use it to maybe purchase something else for the office or purchase other stuff. They, they can just take it as cash back to be able to use for, to grow the company. So being able to consolidate that all in and having one dashboard to be able to do that just empowers the company to make those smarter decisions.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. Anything, Zach, that you were hoping that we would cover that we haven't had a chance to get to today?
1: Um, we've kind of gone through a lot of of what, what Divi has to offer, right? And like Divi's not the only solution that's out there. Mm-hmm. Now, so as you're kind of looking for and, and comparing different solutions these are just a few of the best practices that we talked about because ultimately we want you guys to be a smarter business. Now the benefit that you're going to gain with a solution like Divi is the fact that we were also a part of bill, right? And so being able to, as as far as I know, we're the only one in in this in the software area that's going to be combining AP and expenses with AR all Mm -hmm. in one position, as well as we have been, Um, Bill's been around for about 13 years. Divi's been around for six. And kind of combining those best practices and, and industry leading and those into one software is, is going to be something that's going to be very helpful. Um, we're also part of a publicly traded company, right? And so you don't have to worry about us being a tech startup that may or may mm-hmm. not be around in a year or so. So as you kind of are building out and starting a solution that you want to be there with you the long run and being able to grow and scale with you, that's what what we're able to offer with solutions like Bill and Divi. And they're very modular, where Divi's free, Bill is part of like a subscription model. Uh-huh. And so as you kind of grow and, and need more of that and kind of and and that's gonna help within your business, then you can start to add and layer on those additional solutions as they're needed.
0: Okay. That's really helpful to know. I would hope if people if this sounds interesting to people hearing the it's free and you can start small should help people say, okay, there's a pretty low risk in taking that first step and saying, do I put this in place for some things and see if it works? And then how does it grow within that? And I know many times kind of, should we switch the way we use credit cards or the credit card we use? If you're a 20 person organization, it's everybody switching. That can be a big deal. And you're saying it doesn't have to be, let's give this a try and and let this get used. And I can say for the ones that we did do full replacement in two clients, and it was a really easy implementation to do. So it's not hard if you want to say, I want to replace all of them. It's just if you're feeling like you wanna put your toe in the water, there's an easy way to do that.
1: And Tom, do you remember how much you spent on the implementation support when I was there helping you? <laughs> we didn't spend anything on it, it was free, yes. <laughs> right, so that's that's the other kind of unique <laughs> thing with us, right, is because we, we only make money when you choose to spend it on the Divi card. Right. And so we offer implementation support as well as customer service support for any person that's on the Divi platform. And all that is free of charge because we need you to like the system enough to continue to use it. And because that's the only way that we're going to grow as a company and that we start to see our revenue as well.
0: And our implementation that you did with us was very simple. The second one we did was also simple, except for they wanted to do budgeting. And when I started getting questions from the directors of how the Divi platform worked, the implementation was nice because we scheduled a call with someone similar to your role. And he walked them through and they had the tons of questions, including back to the owner. Hey, how are you going to give us our budget and stuff? But when it came to it, they're on the screen saying you you do this. And it was just nice that that was done. And I didn't feel like I had to step in and learn. And it wasn't hard to learn. But when you want to turn and teach and act like you're not like you know something in front of people you put in this time and it was nice to just say i'll bring in a resource to do that so yeah i forgot that that that's how we did implementation well, zach thank you very much hopefully this is really helpful for people to learn about this and what what do we have in controls traditional things and how Divi can be a solution in that process great thanks very much Enjoy this podcast? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving modern CPA firm success. We're here to be a resource in this ever-changing industry.